Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! Party horn is out! The party horn is out! Woo! Because I am back in Portland in my home studio where there's good microphones and not a bunch of echo so I can actually be loud. What's up, everybody? This is The Fizzle Show. I'm Chase Reeves. And on this episode, as with all the episodes of The Fizzle Show, we're going to talk about things that are interesting to small business builders, people who are creating an independent living, doing something that they actually care about or working towards that. Okay, on the phone here with me is Corbett on phone. It's like, what, are we Skype? Skype is already, Skype is like, <laughs> it's not, it's not cool. Have you guys, do you guys know that? Like people in the world who aren't podcasters, they're like, don't use Skype anymore. It's just for Skype. So on the phone, uh, on the Skype here is Corbett Barr and Steph Crowder. We, between us, have like so many years of experience birthing new businesses inside of our community of entrepreneurs called Fizzle, fizzle.co, because most business ideas end up fizzling out. If you don't have the support, if you don't have the encouragement, if you don't have the resources and tools you need geez louise think about how much how much against the current you have to be going to be starting a business to be trying to get it to be successful to be having the audacity to hope that it could be successful right and the truth is there's things you can learn about this there's stories you can hear there's tales you should know about that help us understand the there's There's some, not that it's formulaic, but there's some patterns. You can notice the patterns in entrepreneurship. Uh, And that's what Fizzle exists for. And that's what we talk about a lot on this podcast, The Fizzle Show. Corbett Barr, still in Mexico, rocking the the tan line between you know mid we were at, we're probably at mid thigh with you his shorts have gotten so much shorter over the years you guys how you doing Corbett <laughs> pretty good uh, <laughs> a little worse for wear from last week we had uh, we had quite an event last week didn't we Chase oh god we really did yeah wait, are you talking about it y'all let you share any details about it I mean I had the time of my life oh I think uh, twenty seven out of the thirty people or so all had the time of their lives uh, yeah we had uh, my wife had a big milestone birthday and we had this crazy idea that um, she didn't want to deal with any logistics or put any pressure on anybody but she also knew she didn't want to be in Portland because, you know, at the end of March, it's crappy in Portland and who wants to be there? So she just sent an email and said, Hey, uh, we're going to be at this all inclusive resort for a while. If you want to come join us, you're more than welcome. And lo and behold, 30 people came. (laughs) It's a pretty good turnout. (laughs) Pretty good turnout. Pretty good turnout. And, uh, if you guys haven't spent a week with friends in an all inclusive um, you might want to condition yourself before you try it. Well, and honestly, just think about it because really, I mean, it depends. You know, some people, they're not, you might not party very hard. You, might, don't, you don't need to be a partier very hard or whatever. Um, just being in that environment for me without, we, we had, my wife and I had three nights there. I think we did three nights with you guys, Corbett. And you guys were there for longer. But just being there without my children in an all-inclusive resort with like basically all my friends, you know, that live in Portland and Seattle. Right. Yeah. It, it was like, 
I don't know. I'm still trying to, to I'm still trying to sober up from it on multiple levels. You right. know, it was it was really it was really awesome. So uh, if you I mean, because you like with the way that you can hit that decompress button when you're when you're with like your your gang, mm-hmm. like your crew of people that you just hang out with that you watch like sports ball games with or you just like whatever, talk about your day with like and then you're like, we're doing this for three nights. We're just all here. We're just all we're just some people it. did we're longer than that. And it's like, what are we doing today? Well, first of all, we got to get our, our shage lounges on the sand. Like that's the first thing we guys got to, we got to get up early and reserve those. Cause we're going to be there all day. <laughs> it's just like, that's the one thing. Cause then it's like lunch, dinner, all this other stuff. You just walk up, you just walk in, you just walk in and the food's fine. And the cocktails are terrible, but they, but they work, you know? So uh, I loved it. It uh, was amazing. I love it. And I love that. Um, it kind of felt like a bookend to this winter, right? You know, yeah, you totally. were down here in Mexico, we had a great time. Uh, and now you're back in Portland and it, and it feels like new beginnings in a lot of way. Like we're kind of starting the year in some ways or starting the, the second part of the year. And this episode is really going to reveal some interesting things. I think for each of us that, um, the fizzle audience is going to want to hear. Yeah. Now just to, you know, Steph, Steph, you weren't at an all inclusive resort in Mexico for several days without your children. Um, how was your week? Uh, you know, guys, someone's got to keep the lights on. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just hanging out, but I, I, I now have aspirations to spend a week. Oh yeah. Uh, it's going to happen. I'm already plotting that. So I'm glad you guys. Yeah. Had fun. It's, it's a good goal. It's a good goal. Squad goals. Um, so, but like, I, I think some people listening, they probably don't know like the kinds of stuff that we've been up to at Fizzle for the last little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Corbin and I have been in Mexico. We, before then, we, we even launched some stuff that we're still, we were still finalizing while we were in Mexico. Um, there was a lot that we launched a course while we, while we were down there. There's been a lot that's gone on. So Corbett, maybe like, can you run us through some of like the dope stuff that's been going on in Fizzle? Yeah, absolutely. So um, people may have noticed this already. I don't know if, if um, I, I don't know how much people pay attention to this, but we have a new homepage and it's pretty exciting. We uh, have a new homepage. <laughs> we, um, we'd had the same homepage for a long time and, and it had performed really well for us, but we were just feeling like there were aspects of the Fizzle story the fizzle service that weren't being told as well as it should be so we put a new homepage together uh you can find it at fizzle.co and i love how this kind of reveals different layers of things that we have going on in fizzle uh and it just tells the story better of who we are and and you know for example the fact that we have been around now for over five years and we have served over thirteen thousand entrepreneurs with the fizzle service. It's just those things. I think I'm, I'm really proud of at this point after having been in this business for over five years. And, uh, and it just, it's fun to have something new to show people. So they get a better idea of, you know, the fact that we have so many incredible courses inside the library taught by such a diverse range of people who are all real business builders. You know, that's, that's showcased there really well. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and then all of the services and, and things that we offer inside of Fizzle in terms of giving people support and having coaching and all that kind of stuff, all of that's really called out well. And uh, I just love it. And it looks great because it's got the kind of Chase Reeves little design, you know, um, behind it and, and everything looks solid. Yeah. Now, hold on. I think that we need to talk about how, because this was Corbett's project, like you ended up making this 
all by herself. Like, I'm the front-end web designer, Photoshop, slice up the image, put it in together in CSS, make all of the things go. And, like, you just handled all of this yourself using, like, you used a plugin, like a page builder plugin, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So, um, about uh, two months ago or something, I discovered a tool, or maybe longer, actually. I discovered a tool called Webflow. And Webflow is really cool because you can kind of design, you know, things for the web however you want. But there's this problem with Webflow in that it will give you HTML and CSS, but it won't just plug it into WordPress for you. There's a lot of work you have to do there. So I kind of took a step back and took a different approach, which is there are these new plugins you can install for WordPress, which allow you to really drag and drop and design a page completely visually. So I took the page that I had designed. I knew what I wanted to say on it. I knew how I wanted it to, to look. And then using this particular plugin called Elementor, and there are several of these, but Elementor is one that I found people really raved about. You can just drag and drop and change the page however you want. And it really gives people who don't want to be in there rolling up their sleeves, tinkering with CSS and HTML and trying to make everything look perfect on this size page versus this device and so on, a way to do all of that without having to rely on a designer. And I was able to pull that page together in just a day or so. Wow, man, that's wild. That's so crazy. And Elementor, by the way, I mean, doesn't it sound like, it sounds like a villain from like a Avengers movie or something (laughs) like that. It's like, it's like, and then, and then Captain America and the Black Panther and that one, that one lady who's super sexy. What's her superpower? I don't know. What, what, I can't remember her name right now. Uh, what's Scarlett Johansson? And then Scarlett Johansson, she just like is sexy. I think that's her superpower. And they had to work together to defeat Elementor who was constantly rearranging the city into new and interesting ways that would be more optimum for conversion. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so you were able to just, and that like, that was like a free plugin that has like a pro option, I think you yeah. said, but it's free, right? It's free. And then the pro option is like 49 bucks or something. It's, it's ridiculously cheap and it, and it's really, really powerful. So, so you think this is a, this is a good tool for like, for people who are using WordPress to get that kind of like, it's not quite as drag and drop as Squarespace, but like you seem to have as much freedom as, as you want to, to make things within a certain sort of framework, and it looks great. Yeah, it, you know, it takes a little while to learn, but there's tutorial videos all over the place. And, and you know, of course, there are some downsides to it. You can't, you know, port it to a different site very easily, and it may not be the fastest page render, those sorts of things. So it might not be perfect for everybody, but if you want a great-looking page, you feel like you can learn the tool and you don't want to contract a designer, then it's a good way to start. Wow. And Corbett for like 10 seconds of like real geek talk for a second. Are you able to create stuff on Elementor on your local dev environment that then you can push to the live environment? Or is it like you're just making it in the live environment? You can, you can export the Elementor page. Um, In doing so, I found that there are a couple of little tweaks that you have to make to get it Uh to look exactly the same, but you can export. Okay, got it. Thank you. All right. And and nerd talk. <laughs> and nerd talk. So, um, yeah, go for it. So, we've got we've got some other updates if if you don't mind, indulge me for just mm-hmm. a second. Um, you know, once I started down this path of like being able to throw new pages together, I took on something else that we've wanted to do for a long time, which is now that we've been around for 5 plus years, we have a ton of really incredible success stories. People who are building amazing businesses and and just a ton of really nice things that people have said about us about how 
Fizzle has changed their lives. And we've collected a lot of those over the years, but we've never had a good place to showcase it. So now, if you head to the Fizzle homepage, there is a link called Success Stories, um, or you can just type in fizzle.co slash results, and you're going to find a whole list of great quotes and little mini case studies about people who are running um, incredible businesses. I mean, you know, I say at the top here that um, all of our members have one thing in common, and that is that they're working to earn a living independently doing something they care about. And for some, that means that they're earning big bucks. Like we have people listed here who are doing like, you know, well over a million dollars a year and others who are earning just enough to get by. But the common thread through all of these success stories is that everybody gets to enjoy the deep satisfaction, purpose, and freedom that comes from pursuing what I like to call self-reliance in its highest form. So that's what this success story page is all about. And um, I'm super proud of it. Mm, Love it. Yeah. There's just so many, it's so awesome to go through and scroll through that. Like Steph, you've been around for so long now at Fizzle. I mean, how you recognize all those faces on that page. What's it kind of like for you when Corbett showed you the new success story page? Oh my gosh, it's so cool. And I mean, yeah, I, I know everyone on that page. And beyond that, I know for our listeners, we get a lot of feedback anytime we have someone on the show or even just talk about someone's business who is you know, quote unquote, like, like them or like us, where it's not, you know, it's one thing to look at people's businesses that are eight to 10 years in the game and, and they're really inspiring in their own right. But there's just something really powerful about being on that page and seeing businesses of all sizes, of all types. It, there's just something about scrolling it. And if people haven't, they really should because you will look at that page and it'll make you feel like you can do it. If you're having that moment of like, I don't know, do people really do this? I think it's just so fun to something about seeing all the different types of businesses all on that same page. It just makes you feel like, wow, there's so many different ways to get to that goal of earning an independent living, doing something you care about. It's just really cool to see the different paths that people have taken to to find that for themselves. So, I mean, yeah, anytime I like feel like I need a little inspiration, I have found myself clicking over to that page because it, it not only does it look pretty, but it's it's really damn inspiring. Mm, love that. Love that. And then we also have had new courses come out too. Yeah. Right? Like so starting with I think was the first one the web tune-up course? Uh no, the first one I think was a journaling course. Journaling. The the journaling. Yeah. Yeah. So we did this journaling course, which by the way, is still like, like a thing that I'm doing just about every day, whether it's on my phone or in my, I just got back to Portland like last night. And so this morning I, I got this package from Baron Fig is this company that makes uh, I have a relationship with, they have like a bag that I reviewed. I met their founder, really cool guy. And they make really, really cool. Like they make solid journals, just like great little notebooks. And so he sent me a package of those. Um, and I, I, I opened one up and I'm starting like, I'm starting fresh. You know, you crack the spine on a new one. I'm trying a different format, a little bit of a smaller one instead of my massive, like blueprint size one. But I stay, I wake up and I'm, and I'm like, right when I get to like my desk to get some work done, which I did today, cause my head was like a little scatterbrained. I'm kind of excited and all this stuff. And I know that when I get too excited, like I'll probably be scatterbrainy all day. So I had that little process where I went through the stuff from the course and was able to just kind of like woosah, just like ground, ground my, when my dad says like get woosah about it or whatever. That's my dad's a, my dad's a poet, um, um, a baby boomer. 
uh, business coach poet. So for him, he's talking to a baby boomer or he's talking to another entrepreneur. He's like, you know, sometimes you just got to get, you know what I mean, right? Like you got to get woosaw about it. And it worked. I got woosaw about it. Um, so the, the journaling course can get you some of that woosaw in your life. And that's really what I set out for in that course, because you know what it's like being an entrepreneur, dude, you're going a hundred miles an hour. You're going so fast sometimes and you don't know, you do not know if it's going to work or not, but you kind of can't be honest with yourself about that. (laughs) A lot of us can't at least, right? Where it's just like, listen, man, don't think about it too hard. If I think about it too hard, I get afraid and I, and I, and I get paralysis and I'll just stop doing anything, you know, and then I'll get into that depression thing again. So it's like, hold on. Think, think about the current step that we're on. Why does this matter to us? Find the gratitude that we have for like what we've been doing already, where, where we've come already. And, and the fact that like, Hey, I get to be working on this business. This isn't something that I have to do. Otherwise I'll, otherwise I'm a failure. It's like, dude, I get to be spending some of my time on this business and getting into that headspace is just night and day difference. I know a lot of fizzlers have taken that course. A lot of people listening to the show right now have taken it and have loved it as well. So uh, if you haven't, you should check that out. It's a good little, it's, it's a good course and only one of the, of the handful that we've released in the last little while. Yeah. And that, um, you can see that if you, if you go to the fizzle homepage, you can check out all the courses. There's a link there. Um, or you can just go to fizzle.co slash journal, I believe, and, and see it directly. Um, then we had a course we released from Steph next, right? Which was, or actually Chase's, your, your other one came, came after that. The Not that web it matters, but, uh, yeah, the website tune up course, that one was really fun. It was a whole new format for us. Yeah. We tried for the first time we did a live course. It was really fun. I had like a, a full on like professional video gear, like camera switcher that, <laughs> that Corbin and I would take turns running to switch between like our two cameras and our two computers. Um, it was a blast. And then we had people taking it live as a webinar and they got to sort of influence what we talked about. Mm-hmm. They got to ask questions and click clarification. So I feel like that thing came out really strong in the end. Yeah. Um, and that's what that is about is that's about you have a website, you want to do some stuff to it really quick. You want to spend a few hours to just get it like, get it, get it operating like efficiently, optimize it a bit, right? Well, you could spend, you know, uh, like a billion hours just like, well, maybe this matters. Well, maybe this matters. Well, maybe this matters. Oh, we'll tweak this thing. Or we'll tweak that thing. Oh, what if I add this? Oh, what if I took that away? Right? What we did is put together a framework that helps you make solid, intelligent, like uh, uh, proven decisions about things that are going to work, that are actually going to make differences on your websites are going to get you some results and some optimization. So we call it a simple sort of website tune up course. Um, and what's good about as we get into the like concepts, con- concepts, the conceptuals, the concepts of, of doing this web stuff, like what are the things that really matter? There was a lot of people that I heard from that were like, whoa, this rejiggers sort of how I think about the job that my website is supposed to do. And I don't think I'll ever be able, like be able to think about it the old way again, because when you look at it the right way, you, it helps you make decisions. Like you just know, okay, well, if this is what my website's for, then I can see right here that this is a question my audience has that I'm not answering. So it's a super helpful course for getting to meat and potatoes, tactical, practical updates that are probably going to make a pretty big impact on every visitor that comes to your website. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then uh, the third in the series, this little mini series of uh, courses that we released all in a row was Steph's goal setting course. And um, we got some incredible feedback from that. I think, I think it really is sort of like the journaling course changed the way people approach their day to day and their week to week. Um, Steph, you, where did that, that process come from for you? Yeah, that was a really fun one to teach and and I had a blast with it. I did it in a similar style to the website tune-up course where it was taught as a live course just on Webinar Jam and uh, it's the, the replay is still available now as a course inside of Fizzle. And it was just really fun to get to interact with people live, especially I think with the process of goal setting to really like that we did it around uh, you know the first of the year. I think we were halfway into January. So of course, goal setting was a hot topic at the time. So just getting to be part of uh, the goal setting process for a whole year for our fizzlers was, was so fun. People were coming up with just so many different um, different ideas of what they wanted to be accomplishing in the next in the next year. So just that variety was really cool. But the way I teach goals is pretty different than maybe the classic goal setting that I had always been taught. And the reason for that is because that type of goal setting always kind of left me uh, wanting something or, or feeling some lack of fulfillment. It really goes into the difference between setting goals that will just make you feel like the goalpost keeps moving. Like we've talked about this quite a bit lately on the show, the the top of the mountain, and then you just see another mountain and then you just see another one. And while it's fun for like five seconds to be at the top of the mountain, it's not that lasting satisfaction that I think all of us are in this for, and maybe even more powerful than that, uh, actually learning how to enjoy your life on a daily basis instead of waiting till you get to some arbitrary milestone to, to be happy, which if you think about it really doesn't make a lot of sense. So in that course, we get into a, a different way to discover your goals. And that was a big light bulb moment for the people who've taken the course. I think a lot of us feel like, where do goals come from? Does your business coach tell you what your goals should be? Is there a handbook for, for what a healthy goal is? is. And uh, we get into this concept of your goals are actually innate. It sounds kind of hippy dippy when you're not actually in the course, but it's more about like excavating your goals from the inside out. They're, they're actually already in you because we are all already who we are. So it's really about understanding how to optimize your life to align it with what you're actually here to do versus beating yourself into oblivion until you reach, you know, that that thing that you've always said you would do. So, we go through that process, people walk away with uh 8 to 10 goals for every kind of sector of their lives from fitness and health and body to business to family and interpersonal relationships. And it was a lot of fun. I had one of our uh, one of our members who went through said it felt like learning to drive backwards or learning how to pet a cat backwards. Like it's it's really um, it's really different, but the benefits have been profound for people who've committed to it, and it just takes the pressure off of trying to figure out what the heck should my goals be. So that one was a lot of fun to teach, and uh, it was like I said, it was really cool to do it with a live audience. Mm, totally. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We did that one live too. I was in that one uh, as like your, your quote unquote helper. I didn't help you like literally at all. (laughs) It was so perfect because my Mexican internet was terrible anyways, but I could watch the whole thing and I was watching all the comments and the questions. And I, I myself was doing all of the exercises as you walked us through them. And it was like, uh, it was, it was like seriously, seriously life-changing stuff. Even for me, I've already gone through this before in a small way, but going through it the big way in the course was epic. It was so fun having you in the audience. That 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 helped me a lot. <laughs> Good, perfect. And then Corbett, I mean, there was now there's one really big update that I feel like 
you know, you got to really tell, you got to tell the people about. Mm. Yeah. This, this one's been, uh, over a year in the works, I guess now, which is hard to believe. I mean, it, it feels like that much work in a lot of ways, but, um, time, time goes by pretty fast. Um, you know, so we, I don't know if people know this, but on the fizzle team, we've always had a lot of technical skills, right? We've always, uh, like chase was in there from the beginning, like creating new motion templates, you know, for our videos and stuff like that. And, um, we hand coded the first version of fizzle, uh, you know, the theme and, and how the courses are presented and all that kind of stuff. And we've always done that. And, and a lot of times it's because, there are specific things that we want to accomplish and we just can't find anything that does it. And it may not be the smartest business decision to be spending so much time writing software for internal applications, but you know, for the most part, it's served us well. We have our own affiliate program that we wrote and it does exactly what we want. We have our own um, integration with Stripe and, and so on and so on. So, you know, we've gotten confidence over the years that we're able to write stable um, useful software that fits a need for us. But there's always been this feeling, I'd say, that maybe we should um, release some of this for someone to use, you know, for other people to use. Um, because if we find it useful, it's likely that other people will. And also, it's a better business decision, right? If we're going to be spending all this time on it to begin with, why not put a little bit of extra effort into it and make it something that other people can use? So we've always kind of had that thing going on. Um, and then we've also recently, I remember this started about a year and a half ago or so when we were evaluating our priorities and this really came from Steph and, um, someone else that was working in our, uh, member success department at the time, just that the, the community experience that we have, it's a very traditional one. It's based on forums and the kind of forums that have been around for 10 or 15 years. And it just has always left something to be desired. It just feels kind of clunky when you get in there. And it's, it has served us well. And we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of posts in there, but it just kind of has, has felt like we would be able to engage our members more, help them meet each other faster, get better results for one another and have livelier discussions if we moved that community platform into the modern age. And so that kicked off this whole process of evaluating different options. We looked at three or four or five of them. Uh, we actually had members use them. We measured the results in terms of engagement and, and all kinds of things. And, um, just never exactly found one that, um, fit the bill for us exactly like we wanted. So we had a long discussion about this and decided that we were going to embark on building our own. And I think when we, when we started talking about this episode today, we were talking a lot about fear and the, just the overwhelming effort it takes to jump into a new project, sort of emotional effort in a lot of ways. And also there's a lot of things to, to, to think about, you know, for us embarking on building a, a ambitious new software project, we called it out right away. We knew that by doing that, we would be investing money in the form of hiring people to help. And we would be giving up a little bit of focus, you know, my time specifically, because I'm in there actually writing software, um, my focus on some other things in Fizzle. And that, that might mean that it could impact the business. And um, that was over a year ago that we did that. And it did. It has impacted the business and it has cost us a lot. But what we've come out with, I'm really excited about. We just launched in the past couple of weeks here, a brand new community experience that was built from the ground up 
for the Fizzle community and for other communities like ours. And this really combines, to me, the the magic in it is that it combines the long-term structured discussion nature of a discussion group or a forum with the modern real-time ease of use that you find in a more ephemeral or short-term communications platform like a, a chat app or a Slack or something like that. And it marries the two of those in a way that I haven't seen done before. And um, so far, the results that we've gotten from testing have shown that this is far and away more engaging than any of the platforms that we tried. And the people using it have just been giving us incredible reviews about it. And um, almost everyone, like 95% of people who have used it say, hands down, they appreciate and love this platform more than the platform that we had. So we're migrating all of the Fizzle members over to use this. And um, and then the next step for us will be uh, really exciting, which is we're going to be trying to commercialize this and uh, to make it available to other communities to use as well. Yeah, which is like the first time we've ever gone for a real sort of software-y kind of play, right? So like Corbett, what, like this, this first of all, th- this is amazing because Corbett's basically been the head of this project for a long time. Like how long has it been? Well, um, I think we first started discussing it in November or December of 2016. So coming up on eight months since we started talking about it. Wild. Yeah. So uh, it's been, it's been behind the scenes sort of plugging away. Like Corbett's always had these little like goals on like, okay, here's the next features. Here's the next thing we've had a buddy that we hired to help work with us in there as well. And like, and the watching you guys do that while basically Steph and I are just like, all right, we're going to make a course and uh, we're going to send some emails out and like, let's figure out what the podcast is about. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Uh, It's been awesome to watch you just kind of plug away. You literally just plugged away at this thing and set like standard project management style where it's like, all right, here's our milestones. Here's the sort of stages of development. Here's like the next, okay, the next milestone is this what do we need to get done for that to happen and like i don't know if people know just how much that just how much that is really what it's like to do a business project like this do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's um it it takes me right back to my old days of working in giant companies it's just that we have a lot fewer people involved but the the processes are similar you know whether you're developing an app at google or you're doing it, you know, for yourself. You really have to have an eye on what features are we building? Who's working on what? What's the next milestone? And how are we going to keep pushing the ball forward as efficiently as possible so that we can get to the place where we can get people using this thing? Because, you know, so many projects end up shelved after months and months and months of work and never get in the hands of users because it's really easy to overcommit and underestimate and, you know, all those classic reasons. But, even on a, a team of two or three or whatever we've had working on this, all of those things are, I think, just as important, if if not more in some ways, because, um, you know, you have so little time to spend on this. And for us as a business, it costs a lot to, to be spending, you know, one or two, um, you know, bodies to be putting one or two bodies on this working full time because it's we don't run a large business. And if we we ended up making the wrong bet, you know, we, we could have been spending this time elsewhere. So it was a big decision. And, um, you know, I think we, I think we came to it 
in the right way and and um we're very cautious about it but uh you know the next year or so is really going to prove whether or not it was worth spending time on so i'm excited about this because in some ways um we are walking the walk with fizzle i mean obviously we've built fizzle into a very successful business but there's always those who are like, yeah, 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 but you're, you know, you're teaching and those, those who can't teach or whatever, you know, there's always those kind mm-hmm. of snide remarks. And in this case, um, we are building an entirely new business, uh, and, you know, we'll get to talk about it on the podcast and, and elsewhere and start talking about our results and what we've learned from it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I mean, anything we should add about this, this project, which I don't think we should, uh, we, we have a, we're working on a, a brand name for this thing right now. Yeah. And, and it sounds like we, we've got something, but, uh, I think we got to keep it under wraps for a little bit. We do, but for a little while, but, um, you know, anybody who's listening to this, if you're a fizzle member, you can log in and check it out right now. If you're not a fizzle member, then you can join up and, um, get in and see what we're talking about, um, you know, and, and give us feedback. This is the, the fun thing about this is, you know, we've collected hundreds and hundreds of comments and, and feature requests and, and bug reports and all those sorts of things from our members, because we've been using this internally now, um, on the fizzle team for about a year or so. And we started, uh, testing with members maybe six months ago and so it's been in the works for a long time. This isn't, you know, fresh baked. It's, uh, it's hardened a little bit already and, and has, has improved from all that feedback. So anybody listening to this who gets in there and has some ideas for us, please, please, by all means, let us know. Yeah, I love it. And I love using it. I mean, it's just so much more easy to connect with individuals through the chat thing to, to like pop on a thread and just add like little bits and pieces. And it kind of seems like it sticks like you were saying in the beginning, it just hits this line between being a Facebook group, which is like overly social butterfly and light and airy and a Slack, which can feel like two, like just onesie twosie, like little, little tiny, like snippet things and a forum, which is this intense, like I have to write a damn essay, you know, it feels like it hits a nice balance. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, you know, I don't, I don't know how you want to take this next exactly, but the the um the theme of of this episode today like i said um is about starting new projects and and also walking the walk and um you know putting everything out there and and starting new businesses and i think steph um wants to share next we we each have big things going on that we're going to be talking a lot more about in future episodes of the podcast. And, you know, if just, if you see us personally or know us personally or see us at a conference or something, these are things that are going on that we're really excited to embark on. So, um, Steph, why don't you share what's up? Yeah, I will. But before I do though, Corbett, I want to ask you a question about this project. I think it would be interesting to hear as we then transition to what's been going on with me. So you mentioned that it's really interesting. It's been really cool for me to be part of uh, this project. Obviously, I you said there's a lot of technical skills on the team. Not me. I don't have those. I'm the people. The people one around here. But just getting to be part of that and like, it's been interesting because it has been such a long process. I mean, if you guys were listening, we started these conversations. My daughter is almost two, and she was like six months old at the time. So mm-hmm. it's been going on for a long time. And I remember when we first started doing the research, like you said, we tested out a bunch of different existing platforms. That was really exciting because we were like working with people and, and getting feedback. And now where we are today is really exciting because this thing is is seeing the light of day and, and all of the things that you said, this, this is happening. It's like the moment you've been waiting for. But there is a lot of space between 
where this started and where it has ended up now. So I'm curious to hear from you managing a project of this size. I have to imagine that there were some, some moments in the thick of it where you're like, Oh my gosh, like, is this the right direction or am, am I ever going to get that, that moment of gratification where this thing sees the light of day? Did you have fears or questions along the way where you were worried that maybe you started down the wrong path? And, and if so, how did you, how did you push past that? Because you worked on the project a lot of times, uh, alone or, or at least partially alone. I know the person you were working with doesn't live in the same time zone. So there are a lot of challenges there with, um, having to do this, uh, and, and push through and be the person solely in charge of the project. Yeah. Yeah. Our, my, my partner on this, his name's Eligius and he lives in Lithuania and, um, we've actually never met in person, which is kind of crazy. Right. So, you know, it, it can be a little isolating and it also means um, that in order to get work done, sometimes I had to stay up really late or he had to get up really early or whatever, you know, um, we just had to make it work. But definitely this project, I think, you know, even though I've been through a lot of projects, this followed exactly the same path for me as, as most things, which is there's this initial excitement and you can get, you know, a lot of work done in a very short period of time on that excitement. And that can last months. I think, you know, for us, it, it was probably six months or so where we were really, you know, putting it all out there and, and burning the candle at both ends and not burning out just because you're so jazzed about it. Um, but, and, and, you know, and then during, there were waves of that again, when we were involving people for testing and so on, because you get a little more gas in the tank when you get feedback. But also, you know, it's easy to look at the task list or the list of milestones and feel like, man, like we've been working hard on this and here we are like 15% into this project. And, and of course, there's a whole lot of other stuff that's going to make it onto this list that we don't even know about. And, um, you know, like most projects, we kind of hit a little plateau or a little trough for a while where progress slowed down and, I, I personally felt a little disheartened about it and wasn't sure, you know, if it was the right direction, if we had made the right decision, all that kind of stuff. And, and then finally buckled down and, um, you know, just put our heads down and said, let's, let's focus on the next milestone, which is replacing our existing community, um, forums with the new platform inside of Fizzle. And that's where we are today. We're just about wrapped up with that. And it feels really good finally to have that done. And now there's going to be, in a lot of ways, no turning back because we will have rolled this out. People are going to be using it, expecting it. And uh, people are starting to ask, like, when when could I use this for my own community? So there's going to be pressure on us there, which which will feel good. Uh, so, you know, I don't know in, in any project like this, I think you have to ride the enthusiasm, but expect that it's going to end and then get smart about looking for the next sources of inspiration. What's going to get you waking up every day, putting one foot in front of the other when the, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel is pretty dim for a while. Mm, yeah, it's totally. just so it's so cool to hear about that. Just because I'm sure people listening have been listening to Corbett here on the show for however many years you guys have been doing this, 260 plus episodes, and then various projects before that. I'm sure I just wanted to point that out because I know from personal experience, from the outside looking in, sometimes you look up to to people who've been in this for a long time, and you think, oh, you just reach a certain point in the game where it becomes, you know, you, you lose your doubt, and you always know what that next move is, and. I just uh, always appreciate Corbett's ability to just be real about the fact that like, yeah, no matter how many years you're at this, you're not always going to feel 100% sure or 100% enthusiastic about what you're building. And it's I think it's just important for everyone listening to 
to just see uh, a little glimpse into all of the time and energy that's gone into developing it to this point. Uh, it's crazy. It's really cool to see it, to see it come into the world, but I know it was a really long road getting here. Mm. So, okay. Should we transition to talking about yeah. what's going on, going on with me? Okay, cool. So yeah, like we said, either at the beginning of this episode or at some point, it's kind of interesting that there's like three little mini projects that are, there are businesses in their own right now, in addition to what we do at Fizzle. So, most people listening, I'm assuming, know that there that I run another podcast called Courage and Clarity, and uh, launched that podcast in January of 2017. So it's been I don't know a month and a quarter, or I'm sorry, a year and a quarter, and it's gone great. Uh, it it really came from a place of wanting to tell more stories of that entrepreneurial stories that are uniquely feminine. Um, after joining the Fizzle team. I started to hear so much positive feedback from our listeners who were just so excited to have the female voice represented here on the show, which is cool. And that led me, not just me, but also you guys always being incredibly supportive of exploring that more deeply. So we launched Courage and Clarity. That's been going. And then it's just, you know, like just ch- very similar to Corbett's story, just chipping away at it uh, week after week, trying to never miss a Monday for the most part, unless it was intentional, you know, in between time with the seasons, learning a ton along the way. And we've talked about this before on the show as well, but just kind of trying to to grow a little community for that podcast and see who are these people? What do they need? What are they interested in? What uh, what problems do they have? And we taught, we had a, a really great episode, I think, here on The Fizzle Show recently, where I think it was called how we doubled an email list in seven days, uh, which is funny because that actually, <laughs> the same same concept of that episode ended up being quadrupling an email list in 30 days. So that was a, that was a really good episode for anybody who's it, trying to grow an email list because I learned a ton about how you do that. And that was episode, by the way, that was episode 248. Cool. And uh, that, you know, the 15 minute planner method, which is what we talk about in that, in that episode, it's my sort of freebie or, or you know, free offer that's on, on the Courage and Clarity site that was developed purely from a, a recurring need that I heard from the audience. So I was like, okay, I'll make this. I'll see if we can grow a bit of an audience over there. That uh, quickly grew the email list. And then I decided, okay, well, let's just do a challenge to try to drum up even more support uh, for this this side audience. And at the time, actually, that was in conjunction with the launch of the goals course. So that actually worked really well, pulled a bunch of people into a free challenge and then launched the goal setting course right after that. And as a result of, uh, just this, just the wild support that I got from the people who listen to the show, who have come into the Courage and Clarity community, it just became really obvious that there were a, a whole crew of people who were ready and waiting to go deeper in a coaching capacity um, with me specifically. So, you know, beyond just being in like a mastermind group or something like that, there were people who were like, how do I? you know, get some handholding with my business in the form of a, you know, three month, you know, higher end business mentoring relationship. And what ended up happening is enough people were sort of um, primed and ready after going through this, this challenge that I kind of on a, on a, a bit of a encouragement from my mastermind group, some of my friends were like, why don't you just see if you can fill a group coaching program? You know, see if you can get these people who are interested in working with you into a group setting because you can only take on so many people one-on-one, right? And very quickly, no sales page. Uh, I said to myself, let's just see if we can get eight people into this. And that that sold out in like a day or two. And I was like, whoa, okay. 
what is this? And uh, lots of conversations with you guys. Now, Courage and Clarity is is on its way to really running as its own side business, which is, or its own business in its own right. It's, that's sort of new for me. I have to like get into that headspace where I'm doing uh, both group coaching programs as well as uh, I take some one-on-one clients as well for for three months um, typically and do business planning and, and, stra- and strategy. And, um, you know, it's funny because people will ask me, like, what's the deal with Courage and Clarity? How does this work? And, and my answer is always like, listen, this was just a thing. We talk about this a lot. And I know I've probably beat our audience over the head with this idea that I have about following your own curiosity and trying to just be helpful and and serve people and get to know what it is that you do really well. And it's like, I hate to even say that's like, I kind of stumbled into a business, but honestly, it's exactly what happened. So that's what's been going on with Courage and Clarity. And um, it's been it's been a really cool ride. And, and what I love is that I am still 100% involved in Fizzle, all the work that I do, uh, coaching primarily in Fizzle, both in, the, in our forums, as well as um, doing some express coaching sessions for our new members, which has been a new addition. That's now something that any new member at Fizzle can, can get 15 to 30 minutes with me, just kind of get pointed in the right direction, get some uh, next action steps so you can make progress and really get immersed in to what we have to offer. It's been really fun for me to, like Corbett said, I think I've been able to bring a lot more to the table here on the Fizzle show, as well as in my coaching at Fizzle by walking the walk and having something that I have built um, to get to do my work at Fizzle and build this business has been crazy and fun. And, and so that's that's kind of where it stands right now. And it's it's just been really neat. It's been a really cool opportunity. And um, I don't know, it's, it's just kind of where it is right now, I guess. And it's, it's fun, um, for us to get to see you, you know, put all these things that you've learned in practice. And then also hopefully for the audience to get to hear how things go over the coming months and, and years. I mean, this is, this is a, a long process. I think people are going to see that from, from any of these things that we're talking about. It takes a while. Um, and we've been at these things for a while. Also, we talked at the outset about, you know, bringing up the whole overnight success thing a little bit because it may seem like, oh, wow, you know, Fizzle just launched this new community platform. That's incredible. Like they must have done it like, you know, super quick. But no, we've been working on it for 18 months and, and with courage and clarity, like, wow, Steph just launched this, this, uh, coaching program and sold it out in two days. How incredible. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but she's put 15 months of work into it to get to that point. So there's been a lot of that going on. And, and, uh, I have no doubt that these, these um, side projects or whatever you want to call them will take a lot more time in the future to really get off the ground. But each of them are, are interesting case studies for us and, and others to learn from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steph. And, and it's been so easy and organic to watch how yeah. your, how your, I mean, you just, that as you told the story, it just has happened really organic. And I'm, I'm just curious, like what advice do you have for people around that? Because I think that's what people want. People want yeah. to be in that situation. I mean, I certainly do myself where it's like, it just happens naturally. It's just like, Oh my God, it just happened naturally. Who knows? But I mean, looking back on it, like what were the steps that made it happen naturally? Yeah. That's such a good question. Cause I feel like I would hear these stories of people who are like, Oh, I just started this blog and then it blew up and I'd always find them a little annoying. Cause it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do with that? So I think I think what has really done the trick for me is to not put so much. This is one of the first times I have to say that I've built something or, or done something or gone after something where I didn't just try to like effort my way through it. And I didn't put expectations on myself. Um, this was an experiment. And we talk about that all the time at Fizzle. 
I never told myself that it needed to be a, a coaching business or it needed to bring in X dollars. You know, it was in, uh, just so people know, like this, I'm on episode 87. I've produced like 87 hours of audio content. I've built a Facebook group to like 700 people at this point. You know, it's it's taken, like Corbett said, a lot of time and patience. And I think what has, has done it for me and what I've asked people, like, why do you want to work with me? I, I just ask people that question and they're like, the way that I show up authentically and just at, I just I, I just ask. I just ask people, what can I do to help you? What can I do to help you take action in your business? How can I crystallize it for you so that you have a next action step? And I think anytime you can create something where you're just following your own curiosity, being in your like zone of energy, not forcing it. Uh, when there's resistance, like taking a step back, it also really helps that I, I know contrary to a lot of people's stories, I didn't have like some day job I hated. In fact, (laughs) I have a job that I don't plan on leaving here at Fizzle because I love what I get to do. So I think that really helps. I think putting yourself in a certain, in a situation where you, and we've talked about this too, as an approach to business building, you know, whether it's finding gratitude in the job that you are in, or just finding something that you actually really like to do so that you can build it on your own time. That is, has been a really great experience for me. I haven't had to force anything because I love what, what I get to show up and do every single day with our fizzle members. So I think this would be a totally different story if I were like, okay, I have a runway of a month and I have to make it happen. And I know that that's the, the situation for a lot of people. But when I have people come to me and they say like, I have to, I have, I have to have this make money in a month and they have that pressure. I find myself telling people like, Hey, is there anything you can do? Like, can you get a job? Can you get the, get your bills paid so that you don't have to put so much pressure on like a fledgling project to pay your bills because I, I do think that that can make a huge difference in terms of allowing yourself to enjoy the process. I know that's not always the situation, but it's and it maybe it is unique, but it is really cool to be able to build a business that way. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then I've had a similar sort of thing happen for for me, which I'll, I'll mention briefly, because I think the thread here is like things that kind of like things that kind of come up naturally as ideas. I mean, Corbett was talking about how we've built sort of everything ourselves inside of Fizzle, the the website, the uh, the the infrastructure of how we create a course and how we host a course and how it um how it shows up for every fizzler in the library and how we wanted it to look, how we wanted the user experience to go. We ended up making all of that stuff ourselves. And so when we were running into these little issues with how, what it's like to use a forum for our community interaction. And then it was like, well, there's these other things we could use and we try those all out. We did test groups with all of those and they were kind of like, this one's good. It's better at this, but it's much worse at this. Why can't it just do both, <laughs> right? And so from that births this idea of like we make our own. Let's, let's design and make our own. And we did, uh, but it took a while for it to come to fruition. And then Steph likes coming up with this idea to start a podcast, which sounded like a good idea for like, yeah, let's branch out into, into as she says, like a more feminine story about entrepreneurship, um, a more female story about entrepreneurship. And, uh, 
and was able to then that just kind of created a life of its own and it and it starts opening up its own doors and Steph's there to go like well sure I'll walk through that door right mm-hmm. and for me my story was one that we've actually mentioned a few times here on the show before in the recent episodes is I started uh, making these YouTube videos a while ago where I was reviewing products specifically bags um, like you know backpacks briefcases, things like this. And that has just slowly grown to have a complete mind of its own at this point. Like I'll look on, on YouTube right now and just see how many, how many subscribers I have. I can live with literally no work from me to get subscribers, right? I'm at 20,000 subscribers right now, 19,702. And that's what's like, it just continues to grow. Like I just don't, I'm not doing anything besides like turning on a camera, making my jokes about bags that I think are interesting and then pushing publish. Right. And so that just has started developing into its own kind of thing. And I want to spend a little more time and energy on it. So I'm going to be pulling back some of my energy from Fizzle and focusing specifically on the Fizzle show. Right. Doing this Fizzle show is is like is the thing I'm going to be focusing most of my Fizzle energy on. And then taking these bag reviews and product reviews and seeing if I can spin that up into something that has a bit more of a flywheel effect of creating that revenue. It's already creating revenue, um, and and, I, and that's without any strategy. So it's like, all right, let's let's do that. And then I do have I, I have this project, you guys, that I I'm sure I've mentioned it here on the Fizzle Show a handful of times, and I'm going to do something about it because I've been talking about it for freaking ever and stuff is like so like like already like publish it already chase <laughs> quit yep. it and I'm still just kind of like I'm getting closer and closer not quite ready yet uh to publish just like to start a podcast that's just like the the Chase Reeves podcast and it's and it's not business it's not but it's not not business and it's not uh you know it's like it's just like whatever the hell like like just interesting conversations sometimes maybe it's just me uh ranting and raving on the mic about something that i think is really important that i care a lot about you know um because as awesome as 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 it is to be here on the fizzle show we're focusing every all of our energy here is about putting something out there that might be at least a little bit how everything has to be a little bit helpful to someone on the way of making this uh specifically of making uh, their own small business a success and i just want i'm like i've always wanted to talk about more than that i mean my background was being trained to be a pastor in the beginning and like i've said many times jesus and i are sort of seeing other people um but you know i have his number like we we text every once in a while get a little booty calls in uh and and i wouldn't mind talking about some of that weird stuff Chase, you know? it's like so close to easter buddy <laughs> I know. That's exactly why. I've always got to. I've always got to leave a text on Easter. Sure. Right. By the way, there are so many people listening right now who are yelling into their like car speakers, like Chase, please launch your podcast. So if you're, <laughs> I don't if know, you're man. Of, if you're one of those people, I want everyone to flood Chase's inbox. I want Chase to get hundreds of emails from Do people it. saying, "Start it, start it, start it." Do it because I just like my my little my tiny little you know that little like light in your soul that's just like this flickering little. I mean, any gust of wind can come by and just blow it out. You know, it takes so much uh, um, uh, gusto, I guess, to uh, confidence and grace to be able to to build these little tiny sparks into something that can actually create light and heat, not just for ourselves, but for our families. 
you know, and for, for the lifestyle that we want to make, you know, for our spouses, for our, for our dogs and our kids and our houses and our, and our own bodies. And, and, and it's magic. Like Corbett was talking about the, the sort of, what did you say on the, uh, on the success story page? The, uh, like the highest of the high of, of self-reliance Corbett. What was the line you used? I just call it the, um, self-reliance in its highest form. Yeah. It's, it, you know, when these, when these ideas come, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of, you, you know, you get a million ideas. Who knows? Who knows? Right. The only thing that makes an idea, uh, <laughs> that makes you know, it was the one, it was the right idea was when you fulfill it and you go all the way through the other side and you go like, Oh yeah, there was no way I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> Everything else is like, well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I could do, I could do anything I want and I don't know if what I want, you know, picking what idea is, is an art in and of itself, but there's just some thread that's just like, well, Hey, we started courage and clarity. Hey, we started looking for a new solution for our, uh, our, you know, customer or like, like a uh, conversation platform. And next thing you know, like 12 months later, sometimes less than that, there's this, there's this actual thing, this creation. Um, and it's going to, and it's responsible for, for like creating revenue that is going to feed and nourish like my dreams. <laughs> what, what do you mean? I just invented this. It like came from my mind, right? This is, this is the work. This is what's so holy and what's so awesome about, about what it's like to be doing, to be doing entrepreneurship, to be playing entrepreneur, to be a, to be a damn entrepreneur in 2018. The sky is, is, is like kind of the limit and we can be satisfied with so so much less. Like you don't have to be Taylor Swift, like we've talked about before. So, um, it's exciting to see all these ideas kind of start to come to fruition and, and like how it shapes and molds where the next step sort of goes. It it happens really organically. Wouldn't you say Corbett? Mm, I mean, I think ideally it does, you know, for yeah, for yeah. all of us, like you were saying, that's that's kind of the dream is that it happens organically, and and uh, like Steph, or maybe you were saying Chase or Steph, I, I forget which earlier. Like, okay, great, but what do I do with that? You know, and I yeah. and I love um, Elizabeth Gilbert for this again, where mm. she just says, "Follow your curiosity." You know, people yeah. say follow your passion, and that that puts so much pressure on you. Instead, yes. just just follow what what lights you up and what makes you interested in and where you think you can contribute something that somebody else might appreciate and see yeah. where that goes, you know, and, and don't put so much pressure on it. Yeah, totally. You know, so, uh, if you, th- if you're sitting there out there thinking like, Hey, the experts, the successful people, they don't get these doubts. They don't have these fears. They don't, <laughs> they just naturally know how to, how to, how to just do this. They just got it. And I don't have it. Right. Next time you're out there thinking that, just remember, like, like this, this is, it's scary for all of us. It, uh, it, it's a challenge for all of us to listen to that intuitive voice, to pursue that idea that just won't leave you alone, to, uh, face those fears and, and honestly, to do it honestly, not like brash or brazen and just like, like, yeah, I'm not afraid of that. Like to jump to face them all and you go like, yeah, I'm actually really worried about this. I think it's not going to work. And if it doesn't work, I think it's going to be really hard on me, but <laughs> it doesn't have to be like, I, I'm okay. Like 
I should do this. I should try this out, right? right? That is such a, like, join a Facebook group, get inside a fizzle, do something to nourish that because otherwise, other, I mean, there's nothing in this world that, nothing, nothing in this world wants to make you do that. Everything in this world wants you to figure out what kind of makeup to buy, which car to be driving, what vacation to tri- to buy next, right? Everything just wants you to figure out what you need that you don't already have, right? But to take that little nourish, that little flame that you got that you already have, and to kind of like spend some of your life on developing that, give, give away some of your time to do that just because like it's like you deserve it, like that's... That's awesome. That's holy stuff. And that's why, you know, that's why I love doing this Fizzle show. And that's why I love the mission of Fizzle and will continue to love it for like for forever because this kind of independence is so challenging and it requires us to look not just with intelligence, but also with our hearts at like what we're doing in life and what really lights us up and turns us on. So, uh, yeah, next time you think that the experts, they don't get those fears, they don't get those doubts, that, 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 that's just what you're dealing with, dude, think again, <laughs> think again, because it is, it's, it's like double black diamond downhill skiing, man. Oh, yeah. For oh, all yeah. of so us. So scary. <laughs> <Totally>. So scary. <laughs> For all of us. Um, anything else to add, you guys? No, this is fun. Yeah. 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 Nothing to add. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that is episode... 262 of the fizzle show and you can get all the show notes and all the links of the things we mentioned here like the uh the elementor villain from the avengers movies at fizzleshow.co slash 262 that's 262 and then like corbett mentioned you know you guys as listeners of the fizzle show you can try out fizzle you can get inside of fizzle one of the best communities we've ever seen honestly at taking that little flame and nourishing it and letting you get some confidence get some feedback get some relationships built around this thing you want to be doing and as a listener of the show you can do it for five weeks for free when you go to fizzle.co slash try five that's t-r-y the number five try five Uh, and that'll get you five weeks of fizzle absolutely for free that gives you enough time to take steph's goals course which i highly recommend um to get into the website tune-up course that we mentioned the the journaling course as well as just starting the roadmap so fizzle.co slash try five to try it out and that's it for right now so uh you know find care take care serve hard and dig in Thanks for listening, y'all, and we'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show.